Hey, what's going on everyone? This is Casual Weathers, and I just want to talk to you guys about scam awareness. Something you gotta make sure you're careful of is ensuring that you're not giving anyone any personal information, like your email, password, or phone number, because who knows, you could get scammed into doing some shit you really don't want to do. Welcome to Kensei Yabbit's podcast. Yeah, guys. So, uh, scam awareness is very important. Shout out Casual Weathers. Um, if you guys could go hit up his Instagram at Casual Weathers and just uh, report it. Because uh, it got a little crazy, it got a little messy. But yeah, man, if uh, never never give your stuff out, never click on nothing crazy, and uh, you know, just uh, keep that third eye open. But yeah, guys, welcome to Kensei's podcast. It's uh, Monday, and here we are. So there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. Um, but before I get into all that, I just want to talk about what I just did. So. I just came back from the gym and something I keep hearing is that when you burn and go to the gym it gives you some kind of like enhanced ability so I was like oh let me check that out and one of my friends he tells me he tells me that uh you you burn and then you go and you're gonna feel this mind muscle connection you're gonna feel this like deep intense workout because you're so focused and what I found was um, I was I was focused and determined but I couldn't say that it's because of that I was I'm, I'm pretty focused and determined when I'm in the gym regardless but I think it was it gave me the ability to kind of not think so much or not I don't know, not worry, but like I was just on like go mode. I had also drank this like energy drink right before, but maybe it's the combination. I don't know. So try it out. Let me know what you think. Or if you did try it out before, let me know how that worked for you because it seems to be working for me. I'm on day two of it and um, it's looking up. I was chilling in the gym. I just, you know, back bicep, boom, boom, boom it up I'm trying to get back up I'm trying to get back to like where I was at before COVID everything got crazy um but yeah guys welcome to the podcast make sure to follow me at Kensei Abbott on everything shout out Don Rubis for breaking the code of uh what was going on with Facebook today and Instagram go check out his Twitter for the for the word you know but yeah, today's episode is going to be called We Are Different, But Same Same. Because we are. We're all different, but we still same same. And to go off of that, I got to talk a little bit about James Franco. And I'm not a big James Franco fan. I respect what he does. I think some of his movies are all right. At the time, Pineapple Express was like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing. Weed, oh wow, so great. Um... And you know, it's silly stuff. It's cool. It's 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 not you know, it's cool. So But then I saw this movie that he did called the the the, the take a shot. The Disaster Artist, which is about him portraying um Tommy Wiseau, who wanted to make a movie. 
um, you can go look it up, go look him up and find out who exactly he is and what he does and everything. But I felt like, and I saw this movie years ago, um, whenever it came out a few years ago. I think this is James Franco's best performance. Hands down, everything else he's done, bleh, doesn't even matter. I don't care what he's done. Tell me what he's done. Don't care. This is the, like, I see him in other things. Like, I just saw the interview, um, and all I could think of was the disaster artist. All I could think of was him as Tommy Wiseau. I was like, wow, how powerful of a performance that now I can only see you as that character, you know, uh, similar to no one that's listening to this is probably going to know what I'm talking about, but uh, Good Times, JJ, he couldn't get a job after Good Times because he did such a crazy job as JJ. They only saw him as JJ. Very interesting stuff if you go look into the dynamics of that show and what was going on with the cast and and all that very interesting stuff. I was I fell in a rabbit hole of of good times somehow like last month or something. I watched the whole thing. I think it's on Amazon or no, Peacock, I think. It's on Pe- <clears throat> it's on Peacock. And uh yeah, I, I while I was watching it, I'm like looking up what had happened back then and I'm like, "Oh, so that's why that happened. That's why he's not on the show anymore." Or blah blah blah. But yeah, man. James Franco killed it. Tommy Wiseau, disaster artist. Go watch it. I'm sorry for after you've watched it, every James Franco movie, you will see Tommy Wiseau. You will hear Tommy Wiseau. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. But whatever. Thank me when you get there. You're going to be like, what? Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was passions everybody needs a passion everybody needs a hobby everybody needs something that they do or that they love to watch or uh, engross themselves in Um, and this is different from something that you're like for me music is not that I love music I love making music I, I love it as a passion Um, but it's not what I'm, that's not what I'm talking about because that can become stressful at times when you're trying to create something and like, not just for yourself to draw a little thing in your book and close it and keep it in your closet. No, I'm putting it out for the world to hear, um, or as many people as as I can get to hear it and, and spread it and whatever. But what I'm talking about is something that you can enjoy, something that you do that's not for anyone but you and you love it. For me, it's wrestling. For me, it's WWE. It's it's AEW. It's all that. Um, that is my my thing. And so, make sure you have a thing, because when you don't, or when you forget you have a thing, she can get messy. You can get stressed out. You can be like, oh man, what the hell? You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Make sure you find that because I found my passions. I mean, well, that one specifically a few times fell off of it, came back, fell off, came back. And whenever I come back to it, I'm just like, wow, why did I ever leave? Like, 
this is just fun. And so, you know, have fun. My whole philosophy is just have fun. You don't need to worry about much, you know. We're going we're gonna to go eventually. And when it is that time, which we may not even know, you want to look back and be like, damn, I had a good time. Nothing's perfect. Your whole time here can't be, uh, you know, rose-tinted or, or you know, sparkling lights, fireworks every every day, every second, every minute. But if I can make sure that my movie, once it's over, it was just a good old time. They, they rate it whatever how many stars, but they're like, you know what? This is a good old time. Watch this movie. I'm going to like that. I'm going to like my life. So, you know, go have fun. That's... That's my thing. We're different, but same, same. But we can all have fun. But, um... And you don't... Get happiness... Without asking for it. Without... Making it a a priority. You know, you're... You need a way to express to... The powers that be. Whether it's... In your workplace. In your home. In your relationship. In your in your uh, professional career, otherwise your entrepreneurial thing, like whoever you work with or whatever, make sure your communication strong so you can ask for what you need to be happy. And if you can't, you got to find something in which you can. And now I'm not talking about passion so much. I'm talking more about asking for it asking for something and getting it some people call it manifestation um i call it the the squeaky wheel where you know make your voice heard let someone hear you and eventually someone that wants to help you because you know you're a cool person you you do cool things you help people you're nice they'll want to hook you up however they can i like to do that people I know that I like because I'm like oh I like this person if I can help them I'm gonna help them and usually it comes back to me in some way or another I'm not a big karma guy but seems to be working you know just don't do harm don't hurt people don't go out of your way to be a you know a loser a dick just be cool man and cool things will happen to you eventually just gotta have patience that's a big thing I've learned like just just hold it down be patient be cool and eventually cool things happen to cool people so just be cool man just wait it's coming just make sure you're asking in the ways you need to to make it happen squid games apparently the uh i gotta look this up this is what i gotta look up Apparently, the creator of Squid Games, he been trying to sell this movie or sell this show or, you know, like promote it and get it put on for a minute, 10 years or something. Uh, I got to find this story, but he's been grinding for a minute and finally his shit broke through and now it's number one on Netflix or whatever. He's probably like going crazy. Everyone that was turning him down probably feels stupid. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have worked out in those situations at the time. Maybe now is perfect timing, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. 
uh, yeah, Squid Game creator Huang Dong-hyuk. He wrote it in 09, but for 10 years, it, um, it just didn't pop off. And now it's going crazy. So you know what? That, that just makes me feel great because it makes you, it, it reminds you that your efforts aren't futile. Like it reminds you that what you're doing, no matter what it is, it, it might take some time, but if you, if it's good, someone will see it. The right person will see it eventually and success may follow. Nothing is nothing is guaranteed, but you know. He stayed in his craft. He st- he tried. He tried. He tried. He kept pushing, and who knows if like, one of those people that turned him down mentioned it to someone else, and they mentioned it to someone else, and you know who you know, little bird carries it this way that way, and then someone overhears it and it throws it in the back of his mind, and then passes on to someone else somehow and then this person ends up in the room with you know and that could affect the future in 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 terms of the reaction he sells it to someone else down the line they may have been like oh wait i had heard something about this what exactly is this boom and then now he's in the room with dude that actually is interested in it but i don't know the point is the grind isn't the grind because you know if you're grinding eventually you're going to get down to nothing you're going to get down to bone to the to the the very bottom of it and you just have the ground you just ground whatever you were grinding into dust it should be more it should be seen more as like like a a, a cumulative effort on something you know that has an end result grinding if you just keep grinding, you're going to hit the floor. You're going to hit the wall. But like building is what it should be more associated with. Because if you're building your creative resume, if you're building your process, you're adding on to things. You're not breaking it down. The grind breaks people down. Let's build. <laughs> let's build, man. Let's, let's, let's link, you know. Let's link these bridges and then burn them. Friday, yo. Check it out. Burning bridges coming out Friday. But yeah, man, just keep 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 doing what you're doing. And send it to me so I can hear it. Um Yeah. But if you don't want to, then don't do it. But if you do, if you want to see future success, plan for your future. Build your resume. Build your your catalog of creative projects what else are you doing because time isn't real right got into a thing with my boy the other day about time and i'm like you know it's only 1 p.m because we said it is in in relation to the sun and in the grand scheme of things that measurement means nothing i used to always get weirded out in star trek when i love star trek when someone would mention the time, and I guess they have like a universal time system, but I'm like, what's the, it's so weird, time is so weird, because time, it's only earth time, it doesn't mean anything on a different planet, or if, you know, if these things all exist, right, uh, another planet in another solar system, if they don't even have a sun, 
because who knows if life can exist without a sun in a planetary system. It's just, I love that kind of stuff. It's very, you know, sci-fi fantasy or one of my boys, he always likes to say, science was magic until we made it so, you know? When someone first made a fire, they're like, whoa, magic, until we figured out why, you know, or made sense of what we were doing. And then we go, oh, it's science now. So, you know, I just, I don't know, I got into a big thing with him, like, time's not real, it doesn't mean anything. It's all relative to, like, our lifespans and 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 the lifespans of other uh, things and I was like the the imagery of a tree as a living being watching the earth around him and and all of us you know living like in Lord of the Rings the what are they called the treants or the wisps whatever um and they live for like a hundred years more 200 years who I don't freaking know how long trees live uh they live forever you know but you get what I'm saying and so a second to them is completely different than it is to us a year to to us is so different to a tree or a turtle like a sea turtle that lives 100 years long or um or a fly that only lives a few days time is so weird and and interesting and and it's not real so don't get caught up on time. Do your thing. Have fun. Let's chill. Not necessarily me and you, but you get me. Metaphorically, let's chill. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's my philosophical takes for the day. I don't know. But I do want to talk about our favorite subject. Wrestling. They talking about Okada versus Omega is Hogan Rock. And in today's age, totally. It totally is. Because when I was a kid, Hogan Rock, I was I don't know if I was a kid at that point, but I was younger whenever that came out. I don't know, but 2000 something. It was crazy. You turn on that match even right now, and I feel the same way with Rock Cena. Um it was like, you know, two legends in the ring. Boom. Like, oh, my God. All of his accolades. All of his accolades. All of these crazy moments they both have had. And you have this all in your head. Because the WWE sells nostalgia. And and they're in the ring just staring down each other for like two minutes. And the crowd is going crazy. Both these matches. And it's like you can just feel... It's probably so funny if you've never seen it and you're not a fan of it and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? But I'm saying, like, go watch wrestling for 10 years and then go and watch this match. You're going to be like, what? But those were like the legendary caliber matches of a lifetime, um, your epics, right? And then Okada Omega is this generation's version of that. It has, you know, all of Omega's athleticism, the both of them are over as a, I don't, you know, over as over it can be. And the way the internet is today, I mean, 
internet's always been the internet, but with like Twitter and, and, and all the social media being around for Okada Omega, it makes it that much more crazy because of the the hype, the buzz, the immediate reaction to it that you can see from everyone online going, oh my God, what did we just witness? Like an hour long or some madness. But when The Rock and Hogan did their thing, or Cena Hogan, I mean, Cena Rock, was there Facebook? Um, it's not the same. So, I, of course we can compare them, but... I don't know if we're justified in saying which is better because it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. What does make sense, though? My boy, Roman Reigns. 400 days today. If you're listening to this on Monday, he hit 400. Big dog, tribal chief. Roman Reigns, man. He's going crazy. And, like... When the shield popped off, I was a big fan. Of course, they're coming through, beating everybody up. What don't you like about that? Roman Reigns, ooh, power bombing the hell out of everybody um, through tables and whatnot. They're coming through the crowd, bong, bong. Yeah, it was going crazy. And then you see him, you know, they break apart and he's doing his thing. And Roman Reigns becomes like, you can see he's the front runner. And I don't know, he got kind of bland, but, you know, I always kind of was like, yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, he's cool, big dog. This is his yard, whatever. Uh, it's cool. But now, this heel thing, this tribal chief thing, when he beat his cousin's ass and was like, yo, acknowledge me as the head of the table, son. I was like, this is wild. And then he was like, yeah, no doubt. You beat my ass. I rock with you now. Now I'm your dog. Now I'm behind you when you need me. Now I'm running in matches, beating people up for you. I'm seeking your approval. It's amazing. It's great. I don't remember the last time we had something like this where it was like this cool. You know, there's other times where someone becomes someone's like lackey or someone becomes someone's, you know, sidekick to Jiri to William Regal. I can't think of another one right now. But it's like comical or it's like not as legitimate it's different than a, a faction like DX or something. That's different. This is like the ex the 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 blood the bloodline is that what they're called? I can't remember right now, but they exist purely for reigns. DX was doing their own thing. They were getting titles, and yeah, the Usos just got a title, but the tag titles, but. The New Age Outlaws were such a thing on their own. And the Usos were as well, but the Usos in their current form, they they reigns dogs, son. They they just it just goes perfectly together. And Paul Heyman with the Brock Lesnar stuff. Oh, it's cool. It's so good, man. It's just good shit. Right? That's what we want. But so far, I gotta We gotta talk about Everyone he beat. And I know he came out. He had that triple threat with, what's him call it? Um, Braun and Bray as the Fiend. Beat their ass. Then he came out and he beat the Fiend again. No, 
Then he went against his cousin Jay, beat his ass, started acknowledging him. After that, we had him going with McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, retired his ass from WWE, Edge, then he, he in the, at WrestleMania, he beat both their asses, put both of their dead bodies on top of each other, and pinned the both of their dead asses. I was like, wow. And then this motherfucker got banished from SmackDown, Brian. That's just funny. Like, it's cool the way they wrote him off that way. Then he fought Cesaro, which everyone was like, oh, wow, Cesaro's finally getting a title shot. Is he going to win? Fuck no. But, hey, cool. I don't think we've seen him since, but he beat his ass real quick. And then Cena at SummerSlam, right? And then has he fought anyone after that? Who did he just fight at uh, Extreme Rules? Finn Balor. And he came back to life in the match and then fell. And then Roman Reigns beat his ass. Or he pinned him. Whatever. Thank God at the end for it. Like, yo, good looks. Hilarious. And now Brock's coming. We, we going all the way. I think the record's like 440-something or whatever, but... Let's go. I'm going all the way. Brock, champ, two years. Let's do it. I mean, Reigns, two years. Oops. But, okay, I was going to talk about Cactus Jack and my Mick Foley fandom, but I don't know. That might need a whole episode on its own. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. So, I grew up found wrestling I'm like alright cool this is cool and then I found Mick Foley the the videos him getting thrown off the cell um, his Japanese death matches his WCW stuff his indie stuff his or like what was it Smoky Mountain or something uh, NWA I think and I was like yo who is this man what his reckless abandon is crazy I was just like yo fucking straight elbow drops onto the the outside nobody there and just him hitting the floor is is crazy and then what kind of got me a little weird was when I'm not gonna lie when Travis dropped this whole cactus jack stuff I was like yo get the what like what are the odds and I'm like it's not a bad thing because I'm like okay maybe it's gonna bring a couple people back to watching but like I was just like damn how this guy is not the number one Cactus Jack fan and I don't know if I'm the number one Cactus Jack fan some of my friends might might say I am but like yo chill out dude First thing you look up on Google or something, it's Travis Scott kicks or something when you type Cactus Jack. Let's see. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, first thing is TravisScott.com. That's so wild. I mean, like, yeah, he's the shit, but, like, chill out, dude. So wild, so wild. But at least someone pay respect. That's that's all that matters, right? It's all that matters. But yeah, shout out Cactus. That's that man. If you don't know, if you don't know what's good with Cactus Jack, 
go do some YouTube searching. All right. Homie on Twitter wanted me to talk about, was it Dagugu? Dagogo? I, I can't pronounce it. But wanted me to talk about video games, some of the, my favorite video games and what I've been playing and stuff. And so I think it's funny because I like all the games that no one likes. <laughs> And my friends know this. They, every time I try to put my friends onto a game, this has been going on since I was a little kid. They're just like, I'll describe it to them. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, you could do this. You could do that. I'm like, all right, no doubt. I mean, they're like, yo, this is crazy. That game sounds cool as hell. And then I end up telling them, like, oh, yeah, it's like a turn-based strategy, um, role-playing, uh, sci-fi game that's, you know, very bad on the graphics. I'll just be like, uh, what? or I'll be like, oh yeah, it's you could do all these these crazy things, but it's uh it's text based. And they'll be like, what? Tech a text game? Um, so a lot of people are not ready for that. They think video games are like, oh, I push buttons and I make things blow up. And I'm like, I those games are cool too, but I like a little thought in my video games I like a little challenge in other ways than your typical like street fighter or something and those games are challenging don't get me wrong like you get my ass beat right now I play someone in street fighter come see me in Tekken though but so some of my favorite games right now I'll just make I just made a little list are TW No Man's Sky Civilization RimWorld man I got I don't know how I did like 70 hours in like a week or two. I don't know. Uh, yeah, RimWorld, Dawn of Man. That was a big uh, pandemic uh, game for me. And Total War. And special shout out Sims 4. Okay, yeah, Sims 4. Leave me alone. But yeah, number one, TEW, Total Extreme Wrestling. It's a text-based uh, simulation management booking game where you like run your own company and they've been doing this game since like 2004 I think I had it back then and I was just like wow because you can do all these different things where it's like you can sign people to contracts in specific ways you can have them like oh I want you for six months as a as uh, someone to put other people over and I'm going to you're going to accept being a, a jobber basically because I'm going to cover your travel or I'm going to give you a 10% incentive on a bonus on uh, every time you have a TV event or whatever you can get real specific you know you can develop your own training programs you can develop your own uh, production values for what what are the, the cameras looking like what is the music that we're using looking like you set your merchandise levels. So I like all that, that weird stuff like that where it's like, I should really be applying this to a business of my own, but here I am spending hours on uh, this other in-game business that's not doing a thing for me, but, you know, stimulating my mind creatively. But yeah, if you if you like wrestling and you like 
an alternative to you know your WW2K universe mode, but you're a universe mode guy, check out TEW. Because side note, I'm a huge franchise guy in like NBA and Madden. I'll run franchises for years. I'll run you to the ground. Come see me. You don't know my GM skills. I'm telling you. You don't want it. Casual, you know the deal. Brandon, you know the deal. Another one, No Man's Sky. I got shit on so much for No Man's Sky. And I just want to say they recently broke their like negative review whatever on Steam. They had like an unsurmountable amount of negative reviews on Steam when they first came out. I didn't play it when it first came out, like 2016 or something. And it was it was very buggy, it was all over the place, and it got a ton of bad reviews. Now, years later, they've been improving it consistently. I came into the game like a few years ago, maybe 2018, 19 maybe. And you know, the game is 20 bucks. My boy's like, oh, we can explore space and like do stuff. I'm like, alright, cool, 20 bucks, let's do it. And you know, Online multiplayer games, I'm, I'm all about it. Especially if I don't have to just, like, shoot you. Like, we can do other stuff. Down. Uh, Final Fantasy um, 14 also my... One of my top and WoW. But, you know, those are a whole other thing. But, yeah. So, No Man's Sky. They just broke. Now they're, like, mostly positive reviews. And it's just crazy because not many games have been able to do that. Where it's reviewed horribly. And then within a few years... The developers actually do something about it and not put out a new game for you to buy but the same game you have they just make it better um, you would think larger companies like EA 2k would develop something like this for their games you know if they were actually trying to provide a good product and not just put out a, a senseless re repetition where it's just a, a money grab. It's like, oh, hey, here's a new game. Oh, new roster, new game. Here's a new feature that we took out two years ago and put it back in. Um, just give us a game. Call it NBA 2K23, right? And then just let it rock for like two years. Give us an updated roster. Charges $2 for it, $5 for it. You guys make so much money anyway, right? Who knows? Maybe they don't make enough money. I don't know. I know the game industry is a little funny, but I just feel like it's not worth a whole another $60, $70, whatever these new games cost for the same game, but just a new roster and like a little tweak here and there. Give us some something worth it. So, you know, No Man's Sky, shout out to them for, for just flipping the script and being like, yo, we suck. All right, let's get better. And they did. But basically in the game, you are an explorer who has no memory of who you are and how you got there right and you kind of have the option to follow the storyline to figure out what's going on right or you can just do what your own you do your own thing and that's what I like to do it's like how I do in Skyrim and stuff you know shout out Skyrim as well that's its own thing but you you start on a planet and depending on the difficulty setting you put it on you have to be careful because you may just die because it's too hot there or it's too cold there because just because you're on a planet doesn't mean it's safe or that it has um, no hazards or these like sentinels, these roaming uh, robots that kind of 
security the planets after this like major galactic war that happened and they're kind of the only thing that's left other than you and other explorers and traders but you know you can build it's kind of like minecraft but in space you can build you can you can buy ships get different gear do quests you can leave the planet and go to any planet you want there's literally like 14 quintillion billion planets or whatever and it's forever growing because the universe continually generates planets so it's very hard to run into another person if you're not trying to play with someone else but when it does happen and you're just chilling and all of a sudden another player just ends up on your planet it's like really special and we had we had a a crazy moment where me and my boy were just playing right we're like doing some quest or like getting some resource whatever doing trading making bread whatever and all of a sudden some spaceship comes in like blah 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 blah. i'm like oh oh it was crazy because it's just like you never know what could happen and the unexpected happened and what are we going to do now and that's just something that's so cool to me in video games where you know something like a gta online or that's a little more chaotic but you know, World of Warcraft, you're in a, a part of the game where, or a part of the map, it's a giant map, where the the enemy can attack you, and you're kind of going through contested territory, that's what it's called, and you don't know if someone's just going to show up out of nowhere and, and try to gank you, so you got to watch out, you never know what's going to happen. Other games, like, I hate storyline-based games because... If I play this game a hundred times, the monster is going to pop out from around this corner because that's where it's supposed to pop out and scare me or like your Resident Evil or whatever. Um, and those games are good or whatever. It's just I like more randomly generated games. I like more. Um, I like a game where the next time I play it, I will not get the same exact outcome if I do the same thing like. I can play Madden or 2K or a sports game, try to do the same things, and I will not get the same result. I can play Civilization, it's the next game I want to talk about, a hundred times, and I will not get the same result because the computer is just random sometimes. And the computer's not perfect in Civilization, but I enjoy the hell out of it. You know, you change the map up, you change who you're playing against, change how many people you're playing against, the difficulty, put it on like um deity or whatever and you're gonna have a blast or you're gonna get destroyed but yeah civilization that game's been going on forever i've been playing it since i was a kid you pick a nation like you know whatever france and you start with one city it's a a turn-based strategy game and you what's it called you basically have to plan your civilization over the course of time. You can start whenever kind of age you want, like modern age, revolutionary age, whatever, enlightenment age, whatever. Or in like vanilla game, like you just play what it is. You start out in like 4000 BC. You start with bows and arrows or slings and, and like chariots and whatever. And you work your way up. You discover, you know, gunpowder, plastics, the internet later on, you know aircraft whatever and depending on how you tailor your society you could be this warmongering monster or you could be this like one city megalopolis 
whatever uh, pacifist empire of culture, you know, uh, it's just it can get you can get real creative with how you play and how you want to win because there's many different uh, winning strategies. And it's funny, I haven't really mentioned how to win any of these other games because you kind of don't win. I love games that you don't win at like TEW. There's no winning. You just kind of play until you don't want to play anymore or until you have a, a goal like maybe what I like to do in TEW is start with a company with nothing no dollars no wrestlers nothing and you literally start from scratch to the point where like your first shows you're running into the red you can't pay nobody and then eventually depending if you can turn it around your company becomes a success you start selling more tickets and um, eventually you can get a TV deal and etc so I like those kind of challenges but it's not winning it's just performing well um, but civilization, you can win. You can win by conquest, religion, religious conquest, uh, cultural conquest, uh, where you get voted as a world leader because everyone loves you so much. Um, score by the end of the game, um, whoever gets to space first. And uh, I think that's it. Hold on. <sighs> yeah. And, okay, uh, another weird steam game that i got introduced to recently oh i can't believe i forgot it <laughs> zomboid that's another one i gotta mention but RimWorld. uh you crash land on a planet you're like a little person it's a top-down strategy game uh, real-time strategy uh you crash on a planet and you have to basically survive it's a survivor game and so you you know you crash land on this planet or you're already on this planet as a tribal person and you have to, you know, harvest resources, build a shelter, find a source of food. Um, and then eventually you can defend against attackers, capture people or, you know, win other people over that need help. And they join your, your, your little settlement. And eventually you go from like one person to maybe 10 people. Or I've seen someone do one with like a thousand people. It was a little crazy. But it's a it's a cool strategy game that never is the same uh the many times you play it because the effects of the environment and the difficulty and the random story generator that is thrown at you is always so random and it's it's really fun i've i lost myself in that game uh last this past winter and uh if you got stuff to do don't look up that game but if you if you got time Check that game out. You'll thank me later. Special shout out Zomboid. That is a zombie survival game on Steam where you wake up and depending on whatever story you chose, you're, you're a firefighter, a policeman, a repairman, a nobody, a fast food worker, whatever. You wake up in a house or somewhere in town and you basically just have to survive as long as you can. I think in the beginning of the game, it's like, this is the story of how you died because you're gonna die no matter how long it takes there's some people online i uh, wish i could remember homie's name but maybe i'll shout him out next episode but he has a cool last zomboid stream um now i gotta find it now but yeah you have to survive there's zombies you have to you know find a home, board it up, 
and this is like a top-down game so it's not like what's that game it's not like left for dead or something crazy like that this is more of a there's action but definitely very much strategy so hold on I'm trying to find homie uh, I'm sorry guys gotta let I cannot find this dude oh I'll, I'll find it later ambiguous amphibian no I don't know oh scum that was another game that I was hooked on streaming I never played it uh, I don't think my computer can run it and that game is like that's a first-person shooter where you're like it's you're on an island and you're a prisoner and this is scum and you have to like you know survive there's other real-time players in the game like it's online and uh, you have to scavenge to survive find weapons find food you have to maintain your hydration you have to you have to empty your bladder you have to maintain your vitamins you can get dehydrated etc it's just like one of those crazy survival games uh, like a rust but not as glitchy Rust was crazy. That game would get hacked every time I played it. But yeah, that's that's uh Zomboid. Um very fun game, very scary. If you like being scared, oh, Drunk on Life. I think that was his his YouTube name, Drunk on Life. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of scary. Um so go go burn one and go play that game in the dark and have fun. Uh Dawn of Man. So that was the pandemic crazy one for me. I was hitting tinctures and 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 playing Dawn of Man all day. It's a RTS strategy game, right? Real time strategy where it's based in uh, the dawn of civilization, where you're no longer nomads, but you're going to start the first settlement of man, right? And so you start with like a few people, you like three adults and like a couple kids. And you basically have to like, okay, we're going to build a hut here. What do we need? We need sticks. We need leather. We need this. So you have to go kill an animal, dry the skin, build a, uh, a thing to dry the skin and make it leather and then um, build the hut with it. Now you have a shelter and then you have to get food. You have to get water. You, have to, you know, you get the idea. You got to survive. And it's fun because I love how you can start from literally a clearing of trees or maybe not even a clearing of trees because you don't have axes. And it's just, you just have to pick this patch because it's close to a river, but also not close enough to those bears over there. Or like, it's the only place you can pick right now. And it decides your game for you based off of your environment. It's kind of like that in Civilization 2, where it's like, if you settle another city or you pick your first city to be where you first start the game and it's in a weird situation next to a volcano or some other stuff or a, a natural wall barrier with mountains or something it's going to determine how your game goes and that's just so fun because every time you play is literally going to be different than the last due to that first decision i was just talking to my boy about his newborn baby and it's ba babies are crazy because literally everything they do and of course us as well but for for babies they are the sponge everything they do they're they're just gaining xp points gaining xp points and you're like damn you leveling up you see them do something else the next day damn you leveling up 
Like, whoa, how you know how to hold that spoon? Boom, just boom, boom, boom. They learn in everything, every single moment of their life because they've never done it before. And it's it's such a thing to be cherished because, like, that's literally life, you know, right before your eyes happening and, and blossoming like a, like a flower or something. That's, for some people, that's literally the reason why we're here, that. So it's just, it's amazing. Shout out to them. That little family in the desert. A <laughs> um, couple more shout outs. Total War, Rome Total War, uh, Three Kingdoms. Uh, have not played Warhammer Total War, even though that's like, that's my shit. But I don't know. I never bought into it because I, I don't know. I, I'm not down with the hordes of orcs and stuff like that. I, I like my Roman legions or whatever. I always used to play... Man, my, my longest game, Rome, Total War Two. was the German tribes. I took over, like, all of Europe. Mad fun. But then once you get that big, it's like start, cities start rebelling, and it gets a little crazy. But, you know, super cool. And, of course, Sims 4. I've been playing The Sims my whole life. I do not play this game every day, but it's, it's a funny-ass game. And, uh... If you look at all these games that I play, they're very like micromanagey and like decision based and free forming. And that's just, I think, what I fell in love with when I first played that game as a little kid. And I had The Sims Online, which I definitely shouldn't have had as a little kid. But like, you're just making these decisions, and that's literally the game. There's no winning. You don't win the game. Love it. And I love how, like, in the game, like, you have your character and you live and you go to your job and you buy things and build things but if you don't use cheats right no cheating i don't like to use cheats in the game dog um and like say you reach your career goals or you do whatever and and before you go you 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 have a kid and they they do the thing and then boom 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 and you're and you literally get to play in like sea generations and you build your town and it's just strangely full of your children um and then more so more so but yeah fun game go play the sims and have them start cooking and put something in front of the stove and it starts a fire and then the grim reaper comes after you the character dies and he's like all right time to go and then now your ghost haunts the house for whoever lives in that house next and it just creates funny scenarios and whatever you can get real weird in that game um but yeah but yeah that's um that's a list of some games that I I mess with. I really don't play too many video games at the moment, but I definitely will knock out a few months in TW every few days. And uh, I guess I'll talk about some of the things I picked up this week. I got that new NECA Gargoyles Goliath. Yo, I know you've seen Gargoyles. And if you haven't, if you're into like... 90s cartoons you know that era of like you know spider-man x-men ninja turtles all that stuff check out gargoyles it's just i don't know i haven't watched it in like 20 years but back then oh my god that was it and it was kind of obs- obscure because it wasn't x-men and, and spider-man and that so it's like not everyone knew about it but like the ill people knew about it the ill kids knew about it so you're like What's it called? They were like these 
these like stone they weren't stone but they were these monsters that like they like stood upright like humans and no english of course they're from like back in the day medieval times or ancient history whatever right and then somehow they end up in like manhattan and they get cursed to where well i think they get cursed before and whenever the sun sets or whatever they turn into stone and so like when you're in manhattan or whatever and you look up you see these gargoyles you're like oh that's them but they end up in america somehow or wherever they are and they wake up one day and they're like oh damn we ain't cursed no more well we fight bad guys now um yeah super cool figures dope as hell and for a big ass figure like that it was a lot cheaper than i thought it was going to be but yeah, look that up. NECA Gargoyles. They got another one, uh, Demonia. She's popping off um, soon, I think, for the second one. Uh, I got uh, another Warlord. That one looking crazy. I don't even know who the hell Warlord is. I think I forgot to mention that last podcast. I, I got him and I was hyped and I was like, oh man, Collector's Edition. Like, oh shit, no doubt. I don't know who this man is. I never heard of him. I've been watching wrestling my whole life. They never even brought him back or maybe he passed away. RIP if that's the case, but they never mentioned homie. They never was like, Oh, the legend whatever. Cause it probably doesn't do them any service to, I get it. But yeah, never seen dude before in my life, but figure looks cool as hell. He got like chains and shit going on. Like, Whoa, that guy looks crazy. But yeah, we're going to hold on to that one. Um, but, yo, if you go to Walmart, let me know. I'm looking for that new Roddy Piper uh, as John Nada from They Live. <laughs> Shout out to Cage and Movies for the Blind. If you like old Eminem, like uh, Slim Shady LP Eminem, or before that, um, there's a skit on the Slim Shady where he's like, yo... There's someone on the phone talking about like, oh, yeah, this and that. Boom, boom. He's like, who's this, Cage? So he, him and them had beef at the time. But, yo, Movies for the Blind, Cage, if you like old school rap, like early 2000s rap, um, and you're cool with like hardcore, it's not really that too much hardcore, but he's kind of into that at that time, check it out, uh, Movies for the Blind, Cage. But anyway, the cover that was... Uh, inspiration of the movie cover take a shot right or take a hit boom Um, it was based off of they live and I think I knew that that it was based off the cover but because I was going crazy about the the project Alan put me on I was like oh shit but yeah need that figure because I had no idea Roddy Piper was in they live and like my worlds were so intertwined so like i definitely need that figure um it's just it's just a must have so hit me up time ain't real so you got all the time in the world because it the world is yours that's what nas said right um but yeah guys i think that's gonna do it for today thank you so much for checking it out friday burning bridges is dropping if you haven't pre-saved it pre-save it already on twitter i got the link hit me up posting it everywhere uh thank you guys so much for listening we're hitting like i forgot to check because whatever right but like we're hitting like 200 downloads for the first two episodes and i was like wow that's pretty good for like the first two episodes i've ever even done and so like i really appreciate you guys listening like 
let people know like if you know anyone that listens to my music or anyone you ever showed my music and they're like oh yeah that was cool let, let them let them check this out be like yo homie homie's doing his thing he's spitting for your mind but yeah guys i'll catch you later uh be cool have fun uh shout out james franco tommy wiseau and everybody else and don't get scammed because getting scammed sucks hate scammers you suck peace burning bridges burning bridges burning bridges burning bridges burning bridges burning bridges burning bridge burning a bridge that's my limit i'm up in it ready